I love to do couple sessions or even individual sessions in the Esther calling. But I also like to have conversations about particular aspects of the relational lives of people that I have admired. And I wanted to share a few of these conversations with you. One of them is Neil Patrick Harris, and I am very pleased to be able to offer you a listen on our Where Should We Begin feed. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Johanna Ferreira, content director of Pop Sugar Juntos. Juntos is all about celebrating Latin A culture, pride, our many intersectional identities, and joy. Thanks to support from Prime, there's so much to get into over at Juntos this month. From conversations with the Latin A minds behind our favorite new movies and resurrected TV shows, to thoughtful celebrity commentary, and exclusive interviews with some of the biggest Latin music artists today. And it doesn't stop there. Get more of the music, movies, and shopping you love on Prime. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more of whatever you're into from streaming to shopping. And get all of our latest coverage at PopSugar.com slash Juntos. Con amor, Johanna. This episode of Where Should We Begin is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Get your quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Friendships have always been some of the most important relationships in my life. And I think I learned this from watching my parents, who had a very active circle of friends. And often they would tell me, we survived the Jewish Holocaust all alone. We have no one, no family left. So we had friends. And I understood this concept of family of choice as friends, probably before I ever learned that word itself. And recently, I have been very interested in expanding the idea that the word love and commitment are so often only connected to romantic relationships, and that in fact love and commitment are deep elements of friendships. So I invited the actor Neil Patrick Harris to speak with me about friendship. And then I found out that he was turning 50, that he was having a major birthday party, and that he felt that he wasn't necessarily always a good friend. And I thought, hmm, what an opportunity here to actually bring in the subject of friendship, tie it in with his 50th birthday, and give him a whole different perspective that I thought he could use. Voila. I'm wildly unprepared for what's about to happen. <laughs> but you know, it's like therapy. Sometimes the best sessions are exactly the ones that started the way you just did. 
they're often the most exciting rather than I want to discuss this and then you kind of stay the course. But I thought, you know, one of the the subjects that I'm I'm in it at this moment because I've been dealing with health issues in the family, not mine, and I've really had to rely on my friends and my community. And I thought, you know, I talk so much about romantic relationships and about families, and mm. and I'm actually fascinated by friendships. It's probably the first free choice relationship that any child gets to have, is to choose their first friend, that the one they want to play with. That's very true. We don't choose true. the siblings, we don't choose the parents. And so I thought, I'd love to have a conversation with him about friendship. Does that speak to you? Yeah, for sure. In interesting ways, because... My life has been lots of interesting chapters in a very dense and thick book. And within those chapters involved meeting new people, becoming very close with them, and then dispersing, like professionally speaking, right? And then mm -hmm. meeting new people in a new chapter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you remember your first friend? Um, yeah, I think my first friend is a guy named Cody Willard, who strangely, given all that I just said, I'm actually still friends with. He's mm -hmm. still lives in New Mexico and he's just been a great friend through thick and thin. We don't talk often, often, mm -hmm. but, um, when we catch up, it's, it's really nice to see him again. And, and there's an unconditional sort of love because we have, we knew each other before anything. You know, I remember when I left Belgium and I went to study in Jerusalem and I thought, how does one make friends with people who've never been in your home, who've hmm. never been in your house, who've never met your parents? Like, on, on what basis does that friendship get created? So much of our childhood friends is about knowing each other's context. Then I came to America and then I was like, how do you make friends with people who've never heard about where you're from? You know, wow. Belgium. And, and so the context becomes even more removed. And then, you know, as foreigners, when your parents come to visit and for the first time they meet your local friends, you know, there's this really sense of now you know who I really, you know, not that you didn't know who I am, but you know the person with this other dimension sure. because you saw them in their family context. Or to see them later in their family context. You go, oh, that makes a lot more sense yes. now that I see where all of this came from. Um, because I've been thinking about friendship in so many different aspects, including, you know, the difference between childhood friends and friends that we make as adults. Mm. Have you made friends? And not just people that you've worked with for an intense project in which, you know, there's that creative burst and that's a, a, a unique experience of its own. But really, are new people entering your life that become real central pillars of your life and become new friends? That's an interesting question because I struggle with bandwidth mm -hmm. and I only have so much of it to give and a lot of it now has to go to the kids and to the family yeah. and dinner. We have dinner together every night, whether 
we're making it together or going to eat it at a restaurant or ordering in, but we do that together. That's an important mm-hmm, thing. And that's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a couple hours out of time that you would make friends otherwise. And then is the bedtime routine for the kids, which is anywhere between eight and nine-ish. And then unless you have a babysitter or something, that's the night. So starting at 5, 5.30 every day is filled up with that. So it's hard to make friends outside of work. We all only have a limited time of for contact, you know? Yeah. Like I have real friends that I didn't meet through work and I I like to prioritize them, but now I've mm-hmm. met these new people who I would consider great friends, but I don't have the time to cultivate the friendship without it being like, let's meet up every 10 days, two weeks. And then it feels like we're just, but then we're just catching up. Like, how's the show? What's been going on? I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard. It's tricky. I don't know. Part of what friends bring us is that it doesn't have to have a structure, a calendar, a schedule. I mean, I'm sure in your small town, people dropped in and they still do. And they all work and they all have kids and they all—they may not have the kind of career you have, but they may be busy. I have a real, I have, I have deep issues about, um, well, both feeling like I'm doing something good and finding out that it turned out to be bad. I don't know what that, how that would be described in a more clinical way. And in disappointing people, like mm-hmm. disappointing others. Yeah. So in a friend scenario, well, I'll give you an example. I'm turning 50 years old on June 15th. I'm giving you an example by a long-winded story. And on April 26th, I received an envelope. And the envelope had a clue that I had to solve. And it turns out that April 26th is 50 days until my 50th birthday. My husband has created, well, he would deny this someone has created some system that every single day I'm receiving envelopes and videos and stories and having to solve things and go do exciting things every single day for 50 days until my 50th birthday, which is spectacular and terrifying and amazing and a Mm -hmm. whole other conversation. Mm -hmm. Within that, though, are times where one day I had to show up at a place in the afternoon And there were 15 friends at a bar and we all went on a bar crawl for six hours until one Mm -hmm. o'clock in the morning and I can't remember stumbling home. And I'm surrounded by friends that I have not seen in a while. And I, I was not good in this context. I felt fraudulent. As I was talking to one person, I was trying to remember the last time we talked and Right, oh right, how was your trip to wherever? And and then I'm and then I turn and I see another friend and I haven't spoken to them in a while. And so then I try to catch up with them, but I don't know. It felt like I was trying to keep all these balls in the air. And I felt like I was disappointing all of them because it was my party <laughs> and I was like the center of it all. But I couldn't really give authentic time to everyone because of the context. And so I was, I felt like I was giving short shrift to all of it. And then at the end, I didn't feel like I really had meaningful conversation with any of my actual friends at that event. Does that make sense? 
Yes. This is so fascinating. Um, all right. I'll tell you what I'm using on as I listen. I'm saying, okay. this guy, Neil Patrick Harris, he's really loved. And this partner, husband of him, went ahead or somebody uh, together with his friends and they created this 50 days <laughs> yeah. to meet your lover. <laughs> <laughs> 50 days to 50, yeah. You know, and your friends arrive and honestly, nobody expects you to have an authentic, in-depth conversation, you know, at such an opportunity. What people want to know is how happy you are to see them. Hmm. how much they matter to you hmm. and how honored they feel to be in your inner circle and how they want to tell you that you matter to them. And for the rest, there's not a single person who wants your one-on-one -on -one attention at that moment. Hmm. It's the importance of the presence. It's the recognition. And so the more you can receive it and the more they feel like they did a good thing and they were so happy to be there, to see him take in our friendship, to take in our love, to see him so alive and surrounded. And that is why we were there. And then maybe they, have, they connect amongst themselves too. Mm -hmm. But, you know, every time I've gone to a birthday where a person is cheered, loved, by a group of people and everybody says basically how important it is that they are in his life or in that person's life, which is really what these people were telling you. You don't have to do much else. Hmm. You don't have to perform friendship. Hmm. You don't, you just have to receive actually. It's yeah. an amazing experience. I mean, I almost would like you to go back. Then we do another one on <laughs> day, whatever. <laughs> and, and just go with that mindset. Okay. Savor. The fact that these people all cleared their time to just be there for you. And they want to tell you how important you are to them. And they hope that that makes them important to you. Basta. That's it. Yeah. I love that. And, and I am guilty of seeming like I was performing the act of friendship. No, it's not that you performed the act. It's that you felt you have to give them something. Right. You have to earn it, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to justify that they came. When in fact, maybe no words and a real hug that just says, so good to see you, is plenty. I think it's more the, I need to give something back. Hmm. The friendship has to be mutual. They came, therefore I have to give something back. And what you give back is the fact that they feel important in your life. That is a big gift. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. The word expectation came into my head when you said that. Yeah. Like, like there was, like, I felt that, that they, they had expectations yes. of me to behave a certain way or re recount a certain thing right. or, yeah. It's like when people fly to a wedding for a friend, uh, you mm. know, when they schlep from far to show up for someone, really the most important thing to do sometimes is to acknowledge every person by name, why it matters to you that they are there. Hmm. And really, a friendship is about knowing that you are important to someone and they are to you. That in a, in a very special way. My life would not be the same without you in it. 
I'm so glad you have 50 days so that you can go and take what I'm telling you <laughs> and try it out for size and let me know. Well, shit, it's going to culminate in an actual big party that uh -huh. I know about on my actual birthday with a lot of people. So mm -hmm. that I'm excited about, but I will put this to use. Support for Where Should We Begin comes from Shopify. Not all businesses are the same, and businesses need different things at different stages. Shopify is the global commerce platform flexible enough to help your business sell at every stage of growth. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify can help you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person point-of-sale system, Shopify offers the flexibility to support your operations no matter where you're selling. Right now, it's easier to stress less and sell more with Shopify Magic, an AI-powered helper created to give you a little boost. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., along with millions of other businesses across 175 different countries. Try it for yourself and see why companies like Allbirds and Brooklinen have used the platform to power their growth. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash ester. Go to shopify.com slash ester now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash ester. Support for Where Should We Begin comes from Progressive. Most of us are listening to the podcast and multitasking. You may be driving, shopping, exercising, taking a walk. But if you're not in some kind of moving vehicle, there's something else that you can do right now, which is to get a quote from Progressive Insurance. It's easy and you can save money by doing it right from your phone. Drivers who switch to Progressive save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers can qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Get a quote for your car insurance at Progressive.com to join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. It's interesting. You put pressure on yourself mm. in some way to to legitimize, to validate, to justify. And I think you you cut a little bit short the pleasure of receiving. Agreed. I fully do. Because have you you must have had this experience where you're introduced to someone and you say nice to meet you and they say, Oh, we've we've met before. And and that that is a feeling of like disappointment that I don't like giving someone. So now I, I tend to say nice to see you and then they say nice to meet you and then I re it's a it's a sign to me that we haven't met before. <laughs> so I you know it's so interesting. I, I actually had a piece of this last night. I met the friend of a friend and at first when she came up to me, it took a minute when she said I'm such and such a friend and then I couldn't remember her name but she said it to me. But then she said we had had this conversation before I was going back 
to France? And I said, yes, we were walking on Grand Street. And I remember your father was had just passed away. I was very sick at the time. And, and actually, I didn't remember the name, but I remember the conversation. And I just thought there's so many other ways to remember someone. Nice. Or, you know, I don't pretend anymore, but I think people understand it. And there was a professor of mine who used to say, so good to see you again. All the time. And he had no idea who he was talking to. <laughs> because what is the issue? You feel that you are recognized, right? I matter. Yeah. I, you, you remember me. Good. But I think everyone gets the, the situation you're in. But you know what? I want to stay at the birthday because you are going to turn 50 and it's going to be a big event and you're going to be celebrated and held by people who really want to be there, for whom you've made a difference, and your family, and your kids, and other people. But there is something about friendship at a 50th. Mm -hmm. So imagine that we were working on together to create your little speech. <laughs> okay. What would be important to say? I suppose letting everyone know, yeah, how much it means to me that they're there, that they've mm -hmm. taken the time to be at that singular event, but also have chosen to remain in our lives and in, in my life as, as a friend, mm -hmm. as a family member. That's so tricky because I behave differently around different people sometimes. Mm -hmm. right? right, so say that. So having all these people, like I remember in in the past. Yeah, you're all here and sometimes I think some of you probably are here and I'm not sure I really deserve your presence in the same way. Hmm. I haven't been present or available or responsive to some of you the way that you may have been to me or the way I wished I had been for you. Hmm. And yet you're here, and that means, you know, friendship sometimes goes beyond grades. <laughs> well, I'm just realizing I'm supposed to make a birthday speech now. Oh, shit. Of course you will. Yeah. But what is that, though? We've had events at our, at our house before where I was, we were hosting an event, you know, and I don't know how to recover from the feeling that I'm disappointing them in my engagement. If I've never met them before, I feel like they're, I'm, I'm trying to read their mind on whether they are authentically pleased to be there or whether it was obligatory stop, for stop. them. I know, no, but no, that, no, that's but... what I'm doing. And then when I see a fr an actual friend and I'm so excited that they're at this event as well, then mm -hmm. while I'm in the middle of talking to them, someone who I haven't met comes up because they're being bold and want to say hello i feel like the whole party goes on and i wind up in <laughs> weird different right. levels of disappointment. but we're not doing <laughs> an assessment of hosting and you are you're hosting your whole attention is to them am i being kind am i not letting them down am i not disappointing right and these people are coming to celebrate you you have the raison d'être of the event so what they want you can say, you know, it's very hard for me to, I mean, you know, it mm -hmm. can be funny too. You, you can do, put 
I'm mm-hmm. not uh, asking you to do a eulogy and a solemn <laughs> thing that can be a lot of humor in. And it is about how hard it is for you to turn yourself from the host who makes sure that everybody has their drink in hand and everybody has somebody to talk into the person who is the reason why you're all here. And then from that place, you really talk. It's a, it's a very vulnerable place, by the way. Yeah. Because it's the place that says, you all love me and I don't always deserve it or I don't always act accordingly. Hmm. And yet, you know, it means the world to me. I mean, come on, there are people who celebrate their 50th alone. Way too many people. Hmm. Way too many people do not have the gathering, the surrounding that is hmm. going to happen on that day. True. You know, and that's that's the piece you want to hone in on. And uh, look, they went out loud to the 50 days of uh, creative stuff. You know, it's, uh, it tells you how much thinking has gone into you. Hmm. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. One thing I'm looking forward to at 50, mm-hmm. I really don't feel aged, but I feel that 50 is like the second part of the life. Like up until recently, mid 40s, I still felt younger in my skin. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't feel that I could espouse wisdom or give my the things I've learned without it feeling disingenuous in some way. I mean, I don't know why Mm -hmm. that's just Mm -hmm. me, but at 50, I've sort of drawn a line in my own sand and, and I'm ready to start speaking with a bit of authority in things that I know about. Yeah. You know, I was thinking, I was remembering when I turned 60, um, my friend Priya Parker, who writes about the art of gathering, did a thing with all the guests that were there. And basically, we were all standing in a huge kind of circle. And she just said, people who know Esther between zero and 10 years old make a step into the circle. Hmm. And then everybody just said their name and where they knew me from, because I had people from all my life, all the various countries I've lived in, phases of my life, like you are going to have. Hmm. And then say one thing about Esther, you know, zero to 10. And then 10, 20, 30, 40, and, you know, and I had my kids and I had the friends of my kids who know me from some of them since they were born. And it was an amazing way to acknowledge everybody. Wow. And for everybody to realize who was there so that you didn't have to go and introduce anybody. Somebody said, I'm, you know, I'm the friend from, from Paris and, uh, you know, I knew Esther then and we did that. Or, you know, the, the image I have of her was, and then. Everybody could go by themselves and find each other. I love that. 
take it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. That's a great thing to do. Or build on it. But it yeah. was, it was uh, and I didn't have to introduce much of anybody to anybody after that. Nice. You know, to create the kind of uh, career and surround you. Are you the one that people often say you need to write to him three, four times before he finally returns? Does that? Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. Probably. I, I, yeah. My life is busy enough with different spokes of a wheel that I'm inevitably not following through on a few things when I choosing to follow through on a few other things. And so I have to just choose certain things, but inevitably I, I didn't do the others. And so with that comes a whole lot of unread emails and flagged emails that haven't been responded to and texts that um, didn't get acknowledged. But I'm working on that. I wish there was a structure. I'm begging for it. Do you have a structure? I, I keep hoping the universe says, figure it out so that like on Mondays you do this and on Tuesdays you do that. Mm -hmm. Hour on that, I don't fucking know. <clears throat> no, I don't function like that. Mm. What I do is sometimes, you know, I'm on the bike, I'm on the subway, I'm in, I'm in the bathroom and I'm suddenly thinking, <gasps> I never, you know. And so I basically send myself texts you send with yourself all, texts. Yes, I send myself texts with the people that I need to connect to. Oh, that's cool. Either return an answer or the, and and then you know I just go back. It's not a note; it's the text because I'm on it. Yeah. And I just see, oh, I have you know I have to call, and then I sometimes will get up an hour early on occasion or and just say I'm going to call my brother. I'm going to call this friend. I need to check with that friend, and mm. um, I think the calling is. Huge. I think voice messaging is huge for me. I, the voice is important. And so I, I say, how is so-and-so? What's going on? And I said, you know, let me just give you a quick snapshot of what we've gone through in the last few weeks. Or I want to inquire about somebody's kid. And so I, I, I send myself chronic reminders. And the list repeats the names I haven't, wow. <laughs> you know. Um, so it takes a while, but they, they stay with me. And sometimes I send a sentence that just says, I haven't forgotten, but I want to answer you more properly than the one line. And so it may take a little while till I get to have the five minutes I want to say what I have to say. So it's not even that long. It just says, I haven't forgotten. I'm errant in the just reaching out to someone to check in on them because they're my friend and I miss them. Mm -hmm. And so big. That's so big. It's so it's big. Huge. I know, and I'm, I'm feeling bad about it right now, because even with my parents or my sibling, or, you know, there's a list of people, and again, it's like keeping those plates spinning. It's hard. Can you ask your team to give you in the schedule of all the important things you do, mm -hmm. a time every week that is called. Relationship time, upkeep. Because in the end, you will find that you're doing everything else that is so important, but not the people. That's super true. Tell me something. I know that we have to, to begin winding down, but I'm just really curious. How is this conversation for you? It's making me a little sweaty. 
because I'm sort of recognizing the things I need to spend more time focusing on. Um, and I don't know with, with those realizations comes sort of a, a nervous excitement, I guess. Beautiful. I suppose also a concern that I won't follow through. And so my brain is also firing kind of quickly to think, how can I not be performing this conversation right now, but be like mindful of it when it's done and not say, this has been fun. And then what's next? And, then, uh -huh. and, and not marginalize it, but just compartmentalize it in its own way. I do this with my patients, you know, I, when they have an assignment and then they just send me a check. Nice. Just to say, I did it. But don't do, don't make a list of 55 people. Two people is plenty, but just two okay. checks. Okay. Um, and I will never answer. But you will just know that you deposited in the accountability <laughs> bank. <laughs> okay. But do you have the thing on your text that say that you, that you read it? Well, I know that you read it. <laughs> <laughs> I will send you a semicolon. <laughs> I love it. It's the best communication ever. Voila. This is so nice. Thank you so much. Thank you. I need to call some friends that I haven't spoken to in a bit. I want to call some friends that I haven't spoken to in a bit. Oh, boy. <laughs> Where Should We Begin with Esther Perel is produced by Magnificent Noise. We're part of the Vox Media Podcast Network in partnership with New York Magazine and The Cut. Our production staff includes Eric Newsom, Eva Walchover, Destry Sibley, Huete Gatana, Sabrina Farhi, Eleanor Kagan, Kristen Muller, and Julian Hatton. Original music and additional production by Paul Schneider. And the executive producers of Where Should We Begin are Esther Perel and Jesse Baker. We'd also like to thank Courtney Hamilton, Mary Alice Miller, Jen Marler, and Jack Saul. Support for Where Should We Begin comes from Masterclass. Masterclass offers classes from over 180 world-class instructors. Frank Gehry can teach you about his unconventional approach to design and architecture. Margaret Atwood can help you develop your eye for story. Or you can take my own course. My class is about relational intelligence, how you connect with others, how you improve your communication skills, develop more empathy, build better boundaries, and find clearer resolution for conflict. Right now, you will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash begin. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash begin. Masterclass.com slash begin. This episode of Where Should We Begin is brought to you by Progressive. 
Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Get your quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations.